Hello, welcome back to the Fit in Laheed podcast. Um, my name is Cheryl. And I'm John. And we completed our Wainwright Bison Run race today, virtual yes. race. So I thought it'd be a good day to talk about um, local racing and virtual racing and just, yeah, talk lots about racing. So do you want to recap your race experience today first or should I? Um, I can start. Um, so I did 10K. Um, it was super nice today. Um, I started with a sweater on and had to ditch that halfway and didn't miss it until the wind really started picking up. We got closer to the end. Um, nobody was out today. Like it was a pretty empty course, which was fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, because you, you didn't take water with you. Did you wish you had had water out there? Because it was pretty warm out. No, I was good. I was worried my mouth would get dry, but it wasn't bad. That's why you wanted... Hey, Cheryl, do you have any gum? That's why I As meant we were to take walking a... to the start line? Yeah. <laughs> so you did just better. You were hot then? Warm? Yeah. Got warm out there? Yeah. Which is what I want. Like, I didn't want to stay cold. No. The whole time. So I started layered up and planned on taking it off eventually and then we heard that there was more hills on the 10k like we'd only did the 5k but you did the 10k and it got hillier after after yeah. we turned around <laughs> the 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 first half like the 5k part of it there's a big hill but it's generally sloped and then up down sloped and then you go back again but on the 10k it goes a lot more up and down up and down but generally way up. Like it's almost ends up at the same height as the big hill, but a lot of up and downs to get to it. Yeah. So it was a lot of, I ended up, I did a lot of walking, just not running any uphills till the end. When I could see the finish line, then I did run. You might have said you did a lot of walking, but you had a pretty good time compared to what you thought, like a finish time compared to what you thought you were going to do. Yeah. Well, I didn't really have anything to go off of because I haven't gone that far yet this year. Yeah. I just assumed I was worsely conditioned than I was. <laughs> you took it. <laughs> How was yours? Um, uh, so I did the 5K and I went over with Jan, who's also uh, a brand new runner from around here. She did her first running 5K. She's done lots of walk 5Ks kind of through our local series or whatnot, but this was her first day our first time doing the running part. So good job, Jan. I said I'd give you a shout out. Here it is, Jan. Yes. You're famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was good. Um, I tried, I attempted to stick to my run four minutes, walk one minute. That's And I did that probably pretty good for the first half. And then I turned around and turn, you turn around at the bottom of a hill and you turn around and look back and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not running that. Like I just, I was not, I'm not at a point where I can run up a hill. So my four and one kind of fell apart on me <laughs> on the back half, but it was good. Like I was happy with my, the four minutes of running that I was doing. I felt like I was going at a good pace, but I'm just, I'm such a slow walker. Like it's shocking <laughs> how slow I am. So Anyways, I didn't come in under my 40 minutes. I think I was around 42 minutes or whatnot, which is fine. Like, I'm not... It's a little discouraging, but it's not disheartening because I know 
why I came in at 42 minutes and not like PR the thing, right? So, <laughs> um, so this, do you have more to say on that? Uh, I was just going to say if it was a, like a, a race with a full pack, it helps having those people around because you can get see carried. like, you can get carried like after you turn around, it's like, ugh, I'm halfway, like I'll just walk for a while. But I know, like, when I've done that one before, you turn around, you're like, if I can run a little bit, like, catch up to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have a pace bunny out yeah. there. You're going to yeah. go catch yeah. him. <laughs> that guy's limping. I can catch up to him. <laughs> How did he get in front of me? That's what people say about me. <laughs> yeah. She's limping. I can catch her. Look at that. Vroom, vroom, vroom. So, we've done this race. I think I've attended four times. The first time I was like a million years pregnant and I didn't run. Right. And then the next year we went in person. Did mm-hmm. you come also? Yep. And then last year it was virtual. So yep. we did it on gravel. And then this year virtual, but we did it over there. Um, so one of the nice things about these local races that come up every year is you kind of, you like I always think of anyways, like the after the conversations after the race are almost more fun than the race, like hearing how everybody else did and everything. Yeah. Um, so do you have any favorite memories going back through this race? My favorite memories of this one are definitely my dad and daughter, oldest daughter Avery, going out and doing the kids race. I think they only ever did the kids race here. Must have. And uh but dad does not want it like everybody's taking pictures when the kids come in. So dad ducks off and climbs over the fence as far back as he possibly can without weirding Avery out. <laughs> and so I started going further and further back to take pictures of him on the racetrack with her and her stuffy. And like they didn't run a step of this race ever. No. <laughs> they. they <laughs> Avery walked it and was happy to walk it and was only ever going to walk it. So good. So, and her yeah. cousin's like sprinting across the finish oh, line. Yeah. <laughs> Not a competitive bone in that child's body of ours. No. The the youngest of the three, the cousins that did it, smoked the older two. I'm so proud. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say my favorite memory from this race um so Megan is another runner from our area and she's she she'll laugh when I say this but she's a very good runner she's really fit and she's really competitive and somehow she always manages to like turn it on like when we're doing a workout and like I'm passed out on the floor but there's two minutes like Megan's just getting warmed up and she she finds that other level right so um she was she was. She had done her 10K uh, two years ago. She was just wrapping up her 10K, coming, she could see the finish line. And she made, like, eye contact with this other runner. And, like, they are like, okay, so are we doing this? Like, are we sprinting to the finish? Are we gonna, are we gonna have a glorious <laughs> race to the end zone here? And then, um, so they sprinted it out. Megan, you know, finished her 10K, did great. And found out afterwards that that person was a volunteer. Wasn't even in the race, like... Megan's so competitive, she's yeah. raising volunteers. <laughs> and that was at the end of the 10K. Yes. And the volunteer probably had fresh legs. <laughs> yeah. 
I think she was a photographer or something. I don't know. I was just talking. I texted Megan about this the other day. She's like, yeah, I still can't believe that I took on the, vol- <laughs> took on the volunteer. Anyways, I always laugh when I think about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I think it's worth mentioning um, some like the local race kind of culture that we have around here. We're really lucky. Like Wainwright has a really strong running club, club. Yeah. yeah and they like they've had this isn't the original club but if you don't like they've had running races for I don't even know like a decade more than a decade they've been organizing these kind of races so um and then we're kind of creating like there was the Daysland race for a couple of years and we have the race here in Lahey which yeah. I'll talk about in a little bit um so do you have any what's the importance of local races like why is it worth i like there's been such a call to action to support local businesses and i think that this area has done really well supporting local restaurants and supporting local retailers and whatnot um and then local races just kind of ties into that like do you have yeah i don't know how the numbers are exactly the same but i think he's been close yeah. To getting the same number of racers the last couple of years. And then they just figure it out and pick up swag and do the race however it works out for everybody. But, um, yeah, I think it's been going fairly well for the races. Yeah. To get the runners. Like, the the rest of it is more difficult. Yeah. Um. So I kind of think, like even Jan today right like as far as having a local race like Jan you're perfectly capable when you listen to this you're perfectly capable of doing a 5k anywhere (laughs) but having one local that's easy to get to like just makes it that much easier to go and do it right like a local race just sign up and drive to Wayne or sign up and go to Lougheed or there's one coming up in Hardesty like it's just so much easier when you have these local races to well and like when this one's in person it's 200 people max which is sounds like a lot but if you're going to Edmonton or Red Deer like you're looking at thousands yeah so it's way more intimidating to do the first one when you don't really know how to pace yourself in a race and like that start of the race where you get caught up and you go faster than you want to but (laughs) you usually end up okay because you settle into a group of whatever and you you are fine. Like, you're generally fitter than you think. <laughs> generally. Says the guy who, like, crushed the goal time today to the girl who did not crush her goal time today. <laughs> well, just you saying. just needed a group to get caught up in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even when you have, like, these 200 people at the start line, you there's a good chance you know half of them like are you know or somehow you've seen them at other races like you see familiar faces throughout like yeah or like you never you're not really out there alone <laughs> yeah or you've seen them at the elevator or <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you wave to them on the street when you're getting your groceries oh i went to college with you 12 years ago yeah. <laughs> you live in wayne right now no not even close my friend does um, and then another reason I think it's important to support local races is a lot of the local races give back to local charities or I don't know if that's the right word, local organizations, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, like the, so I'll, I'll talk about the Lougheed race here. So we've hosted the Lougheed race for, 
I think this is our eighth year, even though we didn't have it last year. I just, I got overwhelmed with the whole thing and just canceled um, the Lougheed race. But I think this is the eighth year and seventh race coming up, if we actually manage to pull it off. Um, and every year we've sort of taken all the proceeds and given it to whatever group we kind of pick. So we've done, we did the walking trail. Gosh, I don't even remember who all we've done, honestly. I think you've done the library. We did the field house. The hall, right? I think so. Or was that going to be last year? I have to look Ooh, back. That, yeah. Anyways, like other local areas, like it's a way. So we actually start, our budget is $0 every year until we get our first entrant. Starts and, at zero, ends at zero. Yeah, it starts <laughs> at zero, ends at zero. So we don't carry any money over. So all that money we give to, um, uh, not all the money, we do pay for like insurance and swag and all these things. But the point is we give it to a local charity. So local races often give back. And actually Shane, who uh, race directs the race we did today, has a new race coming up that I'll talk about. And it's, again, a charity type thing where he's supporting, um, uh, sell or support dogs, I guess it is. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, that's just another benefit of local chair or local races. Um, and then just how races locally and across the province have been affected by the pandemic. I just kind of want to throw this in here that, um, I think with a lot of the of races going virtual, I think a lo- I think membership or participation has probably dropped. Like, I'm way less apt to sign up for a virtual race. Like, if it wasn't Wayne Raid, I probably wouldn't have yeah. signed up, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. We, we like Shane, the race director, yeah. and just the whole Wayne Raid running. They've been such a good support to us yeah. that we want to go support them. And it's easy. Like, it is. It's even to go to Wainwright, it's 45 minutes, but it's it's an easy day for us to work around. And we get to, like, <laughs> give kids to babysitters and... <laughs> go get go get blizzards from Dairy Queen. <laughs> this was our date today! Yeah. <laughs> um, so how we got involved, I'll say, how we got involved with the death race this year is we actually signed up last year. And then everything, all the big races in the province got deferred to this coming year. So it's not that we signed up, or me especially, signed up at this, you know, incredibly suboptimal level of fitness for the death race. Yeah. That did not happen. I signed up last year. Um, but a bunch of these races got shifted to this year. And even now, way restrictions are coming off, there is question marks about whether these are going to happen even though you know they're outside which is safer i'm not going to get into all the restrictions and pandemic stuff but um so there is a, a facebook page called uh or is it a hashtag save alberta endurance races um so you can go there and offer support if you're if this is something that you want to get involved with and they're really discussing with alberta health how they can operate these races safely and um keep offering them to us because you know, like I said, we're, there's a lot of them that are giving back to charities. Some of them are, like, from businesses, like Sin 7. It's a, this is his business yeah. where he can operate outdoor events like this. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. A little plug for Save Alberta Endurance events. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we're not big on virtual races, but... What are, if people are like, eh, should I do a virtual race? What do you, how would you, what are the pros of them? How would you convince them to give it a go? The pr- 
pros of a virtual race is that you could do it on a day like today. You can pick whatever day, like we had planned on doing it tomorrow. And then we looked at the forecast. And we're like, let's do it Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice tomorrow. Um, and pick your time. Like this, this race, you get three weekends that it worked out. You yeah. could pick from. So you, whenever it works for you, you can participate in the same race as everybody else. Um, they asked us to do it on the course this year, but you could do it wherever you like also. Like, you could be in Calgary and do this Wainwright race. Yep. Which is, it just opens up more, more opportunities for people to support, even if they moved away or or whatever. Just yeah. want to support the Wainwright Running Club. Yeah. And I think, like, from a race director perspective, having a virtual race does keep that race on the calendar. Like, we have so few weekends in Alberta that are nice enough that you can, like, guarantee you can pull off an outdoor event that if you give up your weekend, somebody else is going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember we were looking at having an ultra um, event here. So, an ultra marathon is anything over 26 miles. So, any any distance you can imagine. But when we started looking at what weekend we were going to do this, there's not a lot of weekends free that don't have something going already. Like between July 1st and Lougheed Fair and the other races that are around and we had sports day and long weekends. Like there's not a lot of free weekends. So having a virtual race can help keep that as your race weekend, which is kind of nice. Snuggle your way into a weekend. You want to keep it. Yeah, you don't want to give it up, really. <laughs> Which is maybe kind of selfish, but I don't care. <laughs> um, and then what about some, like, why... I guess I could speak to why I'm not the biggest fan of virtual races. Is I just really like... Like I said, I like having those conversations afterwards. Talking to each person about, how was your race? Like, what did you think? And you don't... I mean, we did have that today. There was one person... You didn't get it as much... But no, we had one. She she blew by me. Yeah. And then we got to through. talk to her. Yeah, and then you got to chat her up. And then she left as I was getting close to the finish line. Yeah, so <laughs> Leanne came and she finished her 10K. So we did get to talk a little bit and I, I checked out I checked on you. I said, yeah. Leanne, did you see a guy out there? How's he doing? Does he need water? And she said, No, no, he's coming. <laughs> so yeah, so it was nice to have like I don't know, I like that part of and even when we talk about, like, the big races, like the death race, like, I always have, I like to hear everyone's experience about what they did, what they saw, you know, I don't know, that's just me, maybe. Yeah, my, the, my favorite part of having people at a race is having somebody to, like, chase. Whether you catch them or not doesn't matter, it's just something to keep you going. Yeah. Like, I walked more than I would have if there's people around. Yeah enough cars went by on the road that I had to run more than I wanted to anyway but (laughs) (laughs) they kept they just they live right there and they just I think they were going house to house just to check on me (laughs) so that's how you got such a good time (laughs) (laughs) you cheated no I'm kidding (laughs) you could have been just as self-conscious as I was that's funny um, <laughs> any other pros or cons to virtual racing? I think we've probably touched on most of the things that I, 
thought we should mention. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any more. Do you have anything that you, like, <clears throat> now that you're, you know, officially in death race training, do you have anything that you learned today that you would take forward to death race? Like, maybe don't run with long sleeves when it's plus 20 or something? I don't know. Just a suggestion. <laughs> uh, no, I would oh. definitely layer. Oh, I guess, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I would have ever warmed up if I would have went out. Like, I was in a tank top underneath that. Like, maybe I could have picked a different undershirt but i was quite happy to be in that after warming up oh so there that's something yeah the opposite of what i said it was planned (laughs) (laughs) um anything else you want to add i would i'm gonna have a checklist like i showed up at the race and didn't have the gum that i planned on having yeah just so i didn't need water as often just to keep my mouth moist and that's when jan got to the finish line she said i wish i had gum i was like oh that's why john wanted gum because <laughs> jan's like i was so worried that my like my yeah my throat was gonna get dry yeah. or whatever i was like oh i didn't understand <laughs> why john wanted gum but this is why yes. but we were literally like at the start line when you asked so yeah no i forgot about it <laughs> anything else I'm just going to rattle off local races coming up if we're... Yeah, I think I'm good. Um, So I have four, I think, four local races listed here, which is not bad for East Central Alberta. And I'm sure there's others. So if we miss some, let me know. Um, I usually post, so as the director of the Lougheed Race, I manage the Lougheed Race page. And I, any local races that I come across, I usually try and post on there. I wonder if Irma, I didn't look for theirs, if they're doing one this year. I didn't check. I'll look for Irma because we did one there on the golf course, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's nice and local too. Anyway, so what I do have is June 18th to 20th, there's the Hardesty Hills Trail Run. So Brittany has cleared some beautiful trails um, on the other side of Hardesty down into the river and whatnot and up by the golf course. We haven't done them all yet. We've checked out the a couple of them. but yep. um, So yeah, June 18th to 20th, it's a virtual race, but they might have a mass start depending how things go here. And they have a kids 1.5 kilometer race, a 5k walk, a 5k run, and a 10k run. Oh, and even before that is the run for support dogs that Shane is putting on. And I'm sorry, Shane, I haven't looked at it very much, but I wrote down um, that it is going to be May long weekend and a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a full marathon, and then a 50 kilometer ultra marathon. Um, And again, that's going to support funding for support dogs. Um, And then I have... Our race is tentatively scheduled for August 8th, which is the day after the Lougheed Fair. And I'm going to put a plead out right now. (laughs) If anybody wants to help us plan it, especially if you want to, like, do the shopping part. That's the part that I always struggle with. So we usually do local purchase prizes and local purchase swags. Kind of, we have a Flagstaff crafted community here, so... I'm always trying to support local vendors like that. But honestly, I would love to hand that job off to somebody else. (laughs) Get some other opinions about what other people like. Um, So if you want to do that, let me know. 
And um, otherwise, I think I can probably be convinced to do it again. And then I have, I don't have a date for it, but Wainwright usually has their buys and dash in... September. Middle of September, yeah. I feel like, yes. And it's a five-kilometer race around town. So if you're looking to get involved with local, local races, those are some options for you. You can be like Jan and run your first race, <laughs> but there's lots of walking options too. And that's one thing with... um. Like especially, I'll just use Jan as an example again, but she had done the 5K walks, but you can't do any running in those. Whereas if you do the 5K run, you can run and walk, right? Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever ran a full race in my life. I always walk a little bit. Um, so yeah, so even if you sign up for the run, if you just run a couple minutes and then walk the rest, then you're totally still good to go. So I think that's all I wanted to natter on about. When we're talking about it, we should mention your mom's doing a 5K oh, walk. Oh, yes. She doesn't have a date, I don't think, nailed down. No, so my mom um, had to stay in the Compassion House last fall, and they're having a fundraiser. The Compassion House is having a fundraiser, and it's like a virtual again, but a walk. So my mom is planning, it's a 5K walk, and we're going to do loops around the walking path in Lougheed. So around the ball diamonds there, each loop is about one kilometer. So you'd come and do like your five kilometers or whatever. Um, and she is fundraising for that. So I don't have that information in front of me. But if you get a hold of Jean Frost, she can um, send you the link to do the fundraising. Or if you want to come out and walk, I think there's going to be a group of us that are going to walk in the middle of May. Um, I, when I heard you and Jan talking about it, my first thought was she should do it on Mother's Day. I think it's May 9th. Jean, do it on May 9th. There you go. Mother's Day. Jean. For Compassion House. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? Um, I should plug myself. Uh, I've got my page on Instagram at john to a million. I just went over a quarter of a million meters this year. So 250 out of my million. Pretty happy to get that out of the way. So last year he deadlifted a million pounds over the course of the year. This is his shtick. He tries to do a million of something. <laughs> and so this year he's trying to run, walk, record yeah. um, a million kilometers. So yeah. 10K at a time, 5K at a time, and then 125K at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You good? Yes. I okay. Think I'm... Thank you for listening. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. 26 minutes. We had a good one. Okay, talk to you later. See you next time. Hello, and welcome back to the Fit in La Heat podcast. I'm Cheryl. And I'm John. And I thought today we could talk about all the warm, fuzzy, feeling good stuff inspiration and motivation and goals and all that stuff aren't you pumped hoorah <laughs> so i caught you before you take off for farming yeah <laughs> the last hurrah <laughs> here um so how has your training been going the last week super i thought about deadlifting <laughs> three days in a row <laughs> um so one of my big races was deferred another year yes and i don't even know if i've really mentioned it on the podcast yet but there is a race at what is it called cooking lake cooking lake and it's called the blackfoot ultra and you can do a it's like 
the trails through there are they're really nice. They're really hard, but they're really nice. And you can either do a 25 kilometer run or a 50 kilometer run or a 50 mile run or a 100 kilometer run. I think that's, and then there's also a kids race. Um, but then with the restrictions and whatnot, they weren't able to get their uh, permit because it's in a provincial park and obviously they're not going to push the rules at all. So that has been deferred another year. So there is a few of us here that are waiting another year. Maybe, maybe we'll be ready next year. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. I'm sure we'll be rolling into May and be like, uh oh. <laughs> um, it can't be more ready than race day. Yes. Um, anyway, so that weekend, I think it's like May 29th, we're going to go to the trails in Hardesty and kind of cobble together a run. So if anybody wants to join us for that, I can let me know and I can get the details to you if you want to come out and walk or run or we don't really know what it's going to look like. We just sort of want to pretend that we've been training for it and show up, (laughs) show up for ourselves. So anyways. That is where my running is at for for the time being. So if we move on to our topic tonight, um, I just when I think of inspiration versus motivation, like for inspiration, I think of it as like a larger overarching way that I want to be um whereas motivation is more like the day like what's going to get me to the gym that day whereas inspiration is like this is why i'm going to the gym does that make sense yep so you guys can't see her (laughs) inspiration her hands are up high (laughs) motivation her hands are circling lower (laughs) i think that will really help we need to do we need to do a zoom (laughs) if you've seen me talk on zoom my hands really get growing (laughs) Um, so do you want to talk where you draw inspiration from, or would you like me to start? Inspiration, I get probably split between podcasts and Instagram, like different influencers on Instagram and actually a lot of people on both, but, uh, yeah, whether it's like crossfit athletes or football players or military whatever the rock like they're all they're all saying the same things just different levels of aggression what's your favorite fitness podcast that you listen, you listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts um I don't know. Sorry, I put, that, put, put you on the spot with that one. <laughs> Who's your favorite kid, John? <laughs> well, it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, it really comes and goes. Um, lately, it would probably be like Mark Bell's let's see, power project now. Um, yeah, he's a power lifter. He was a really big bench presser like a big thing. guy back bench pressure like bench like pressure. Oh, i can't even talk like his thing was bench pressing oh okay <laughs> he was he was very big in the world of bench pressing 
I should probably put a disclaimer that I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is before nine, and I was like, should we just go to bed, or should <laughs> we do this? Anyways, okay, sorry. Anybody else that you uh, find inspiring, and you want to be like them when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been... Well, I just haven't been listening to as many podcasts as normal the last few months, I don't know. Um, and I'll get in audiobook cycles and yeah, there's lots of good stuff. You Yeah, you, like you take in so much. Yeah. Or, like it's hard to... <laughs> a podcast and two audiobooks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Depending no. on... How long I have to listen? You have a lot. I probably like if you spend any time in a sprayer or a tractor. Yeah. Then it just goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say, my like where I find inspiration from, because I've worked a lot with seniors, like through my whole career here, um, like I get really inspired by people who are older, and doing like physical things like I can't remember her name I think she's from Germany and she's in her 90s and she does like these gymnastics stunts like she's oh, on yeah, the parallel I've, bar yeah I probably see it because you shared it but. yeah I put it on Facebook that stuff all the time yeah and then there's a bodybuilder and I think is her name Ernestine and she's in her 80s something like that yes. yeah like these people I'm like man like like they lived well the whole time yeah right like I, that is like that inspires me. I'm not saying that I am achieving that, <laughs> but that kind of stuff. And even when, like, when I was working with people who have, like, disabilities or whatnot, like, I'm looking at them. I'm like, they have very full lives. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm like, man, like, how much more simple would their life be in rural Alberta if they could move more easily? Like, we don't have buses to take people places and we don't have you know what I'm saying yeah. like I'm not I probably sounds a little ableist and I accept that but I don't know when I have the ability to go and do the things I feel like I should go and do the things to the best of my ability I don't know does that make sense I think so I don't know anyways um so then motivation I think is different from inspiration like inspirations like I said this overarching thing whereas motivations like the day to day what actually makes you go to the gym or makes you go for a run or makes you do the fitness class or whatnot um do you find something motivating yeah, and it's none of the things that give me inspiration. Like, and that's fine. <laughs> but it's, like, zero. Yeah. Like, like, I'll get motivation from, like, reading a book. Mm. Or, like, not even, a, like, signing up for an event or... Like, signing up for the death race doesn't motivate you? Surprisingly not. <laughs> you don't have this fear? No, I have a fear. <laughs> This doesn't make doesn't make me do anything. Fear's not on the list. We're not talking about fears today. <laughs> For you, fear is not a factor. Oh, as Joe oh. Rogan would say. Yes. Does Joe Rogan motivate you? Or he inspire you? Yeah, he'd be inspiration, but it's 
been a while since he inspired me. Like, <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> now we're getting pulled. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen a headline of what he said one time. <laughs> okay. Where do you find motivation? <laughs> Let's get back on track. Mostly just deciding that I want to do a thing or look a certain way or whatever the I want to wear my suit and yes. have it look the right way or whatever like no I understand this because I have a box of summer clothes that I like I like to pride myself that I am confident and I have body positivity but that box of clothes stresses me out right now <laughs> because I don't want to go shopping again. Like I'm not a big shopper. So I think that that, when I think of that, I don't care what the scale says. I do care how I look. I do care if my clothes fit nice. Um, yeah, so yeah, they that won't They have to be go a on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just tried some shorts and they didn't even go close. I don't know what happened. So, I mean, that kind of stuff motivates me, right? But then in the same thought, like, I'm when I was in my 20s, you know, I'd see, like, Jillian Michaels and some of these, like, beach body coaches. I guess that wasn't in my 20s. That wasn't that long ago. But, like, I don't find that motivating. Like, I find that almost unmotivating like because these people i don't know like i just don't connect with them maybe anymore yeah like i'm just i'm just not there looking for this bikini body i just want my clothes to fit and i want to be able to go do the things i want to do <laughs> that's my motivation do you have more to say on motivation have we beat that one to death yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't Like, I've, I guess, the between my deadlifting a million pounds and just finishing a 12-week Dolce diet cycle, like, a couple times, I guess, now. Yeah. Like, that's as motivated as I ever get. I usually just either do the work or don't. I don't. So, I would almost say, because then we're going to talk about discipline. Yeah. Like, this is probably more where we resonate yeah. these yeah. days yeah so like motivation you can't almost you can't rely on motivation for very long really right like motivation gets you started discipline's gonna see you through yeah to where you want to be um and I think I'll speak for myself like I go through phases where I am like nailing it like I've got it figured out. I go to the gym three times a week or like these last two weeks, I've walked 5k every day and I've hit my steps every day. Like this is mind blowing to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm very good. Like once I've got momentum, I think I'm good at keeping that momentum going. And then there'll be something will like usually a routine change, like when the kids went back to school or like when the kids or when the kids are done school for the year and summer yep. holidays like I'm already anticipating like okay I know that I have problems with routine changes like how can I maintain this discipline and this momentum through to summer holidays like this is where I fall apart 
I know this now. I've gone through this how many times, how many years <laughs> have I had to deal with a routine change? So how am I going to uh, deal with that? Um, what do you, what do you want to say about how you stay disciplined and how you stay accountable? I would say I'm terrible at staying accountable. <laughs> Hello, are you human? You're one of, <laughs> yeah. you're one of everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah, like I... When I lift weights, I lift to lift more. I don't... Like I've never deadlifted so I can actually pick up a 500-pound barbell or anything. Like, like I've never... Yeah. Never done that. I've never... Like when I eat clean... I just try and whatever get to where I want to be, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's just as low as it goes or as <laughs> as small as the clothes get is where I get to. Like I don't Yeah. You don't always have like an end goal in no. mind of this. Yeah. So oh, so this would be something else to mention. Like I'm a big fan of this fits in line with what you're saying. I'm a big fan of process goals over outcome goals. So like when we're talking about, like people always want to talk about weight loss and that's fine. Um, or like last time or time before I said, my goal is to lift, deadlift 200 pounds. Or if somebody says, I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever that outcome goal is. It's more useful usually to think about the process, how you're going to get there. So I'm going to deadlift twice a week or I'm going to add, you know, two runs in a week. Like those process goals and then you don't need to worry about the outcome goal yeah. as much. Does that make sense? Like have your little checklist of how you're going to get there and just start doing the little checks and then the outcome goal will just kind of happen. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Um, you're also maybe going to talk about your, like, John to a million keeps you accountable, like having, put it, putting it out to the public like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've noticed other people doing that too. Like, like if, if a person's looking for a way to stay accountable, I think putting it out there to social media will kind of do it. Like, and it's, it, it puts you out there. But really, there's no backlash. Everybody expects you to quit at some point. Like, yeah, a million pounds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I did it, but like, yeah. you, on in January, that seems like an impossible Huge target. Goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then your process goal is like, I need to do this many pounds. Like yeah. you had it figured out yeah. how much you need to do each quarter or each month. Like, yeah. Well, I had it down every. My average every day had to be. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, you had a, you had a fancy spreadsheet. You you went you, <laughs> yeah, ner- yeah. you nerded out on that. <laughs> it's easy spreadsheeting, and I'm good at spreadsheeting. So. <laughs> See, and I'm not, so I had no idea what you were doing. Um, yeah, and then how do you select? Maybe we've already kind of said all this too, but your goals. How, how. Did you end up signing up for 125 kilometers through the mountains? It's a pretty simple process. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You get a wife who 
like signing up for these things. So, okay. And then I signed up because of Ryan. So we can blame my older brother for all of this. Yeah. One of the first times I met him, <laughs> they were trying to explain to me this death race that he had signed up for and was... I remember if he had done it or was going to do it. He was going to do it because he did it. Your stag weekend okay. was the weekend of the death race. His first death race. Okay. Was that his first team one? So he nope, probably. Yeah, it was him on his own. 2010, right? Did, yeah. yeah. He was on his own. Did he do a team before that? Or nope. No. That was the okay. first time we had ever heard about it. I remember him telling us about it at Christmas, and we're all like, Okay. <laughs> like that would add up that yeah, that would be the first time I met him. Was, like, is this real life? Like you're actually yeah. going to go? And my dad like could not comprehend, like couldn't even have no. a discussion. I remember I remember <laughs> sitting at the table and like it didn't add up that like he did the whole <laughs> like all of these things he's telling us about is one event. Like doesn't <laughs> So anyway, uh, Cheryl and Ryan did it as a team, and then I joined a team with them and more family, and there was, yeah, there's been all kinds of different ways that this happened, and then we went up and just watched Ryan do it? Did we go when he was soloing? Yeah, we must have went when he soloed at one time. Yeah, I was pregnant. Right. And then the year after, we went as a team. Maybe. Maybe I have that wrong. And then there was a year where Ryan and Heather's family yep. did it. Anyway, so going up to Grand Cash is a long drive. I have fun while I'm up there, but it's a lot of a lot of traveling to watch other people run. So I decided, like seriously, if I'm going to Grand Cash, I'm going to run. The whole thing. Like I'm just gonna why why go up there to just So if we back up a bit, you did go to Grand Cash to run a leg. Yes. And your wife Crap the bed. <laughs> we all knew that it was a possibility that somebody in front of us would not finish. Except for Mitchell because he was first. <laughs> yes, yeah, so my younger brother Mitchell did the first leg and he did very well. And then I was doing leg two. And leg two is pretty hard. Like, it's pretty hard. <laughs> That's why you took it because you wanted a crack at it. I wanted a crack at it and Ryan did not want to do it. <laughs> And then I think I think my time limit was I don't know I was an hour over my time or something. I got hailed on though. Full disclosure, like I got hailed on on top of a mountain. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't make it back in time. So then the rest of my, I kind of let the rest of my team down. So John didn't actually get to run his leg officially. He kind of went and did something unofficially after. Yeah, I. I followed the trail part of leg one. And you were supposed to do leg five. Five. Like you were supposed to cross the finish line and I let you down. <laughs> I was supposed to get to ride on a boat. Yeah. Cross the finish line. <laughs> see the sun come up. All the things. And instead, <laughs> he just got to listen to me. 
warble and cry and. <laughs> yep. I feel like this. I think we could wrap this up. <laughs> You're ready to go cry? I'm ready to go cry. <laughs> I'm ready to go train. I we got motivated. A, we had a political fight. <laughs> this is it. This is what happens when I'm tired. <laughs> because I used to listen to Joe Rogan. That's how I get into fights. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. That's all. Stay motivated, folks. <laughs> Keep your head in the game. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you. <laughs> One foot in front of the other. Okay, bye. <laughs>